Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Hello, I'm Janine Cox, Senior Investment Analyst at Wealth Within. Today, I thought an interesting topic to have a discussion about would be how many stocks should I buy? Now, I'm not talking about me in particular. I'm talking about something that's interesting for you. So it all depends on where you've got your focus, what you're thinking about and the questions that you ask when it comes to the stock market and portfolio construction. Most people focus on what to buy and some people look at when to buy. But very few people ask, how many stocks should I buy? Now, for those of you who have actually um, been in the share market for a while, you could have potentially what we joke about as a higgledy-piggledy portfolio. Now, I don't mean to offend anybody. Sorry if I have, but you probably will sit there, look at your portfolio and think, well, perhaps she's talking about me. But think about how you approach buying stocks on the stock market? And is this a way of making money for you or is it just a bit of a fun thing, a hobby? But if you're serious, you really need to start by asking these sorts of questions first. As I said, most people ask what stocks to buy without thinking about any structure around how to do it. So do you have a shopping list? of stocks. Maybe there are certain stocks that you like that you really want to buy. You haven't purchased them yet. Maybe you've got a list of stocks on your in your portfolio and you'd like to buy more of those. Or do you just buy the next stray dog that comes along? And I'm saying that, I know it sounds a bit crude, doesn't it? Saying it that way, but this is how some people think. Anything that comes up in chats, the media, Um, draws their attention because they're looking for the next big win potentially. And that's not the way to be constructing your portfolio. You want to start with the end in mind, not be looking at what is directly in front of you and getting distracted by the shiny trinkets. So it's about um, searching for an approach. Instead of searching high and low for the next stock tip, having good structure and a thought process around how you do things. So every thought about risk goes out the window when people are thinking about what stock are they going to buy. You know, they're just thinking about how much they're going to make. So let's turn all this on its head and let's look at risk before tips. Now in Dale's book, he talks about many areas of investing particularly about structuring with 8 to 12 shares. Now, you will have heard him talk about this quite often, 
But then how do you decide whether it's 8, 9, 10, 11 or 12? Perhaps you didn't quite get that, but it's your choice. But then how do you do that in a structured way rather than just continuing to add until you get 12? Well, the 8 to 12, as you may have read, is about specific and market risk, so in managing that. So more stocks towards the 12 means that you'll have less specific risk and more market risk. Having less stocks down to the 8 means much higher specific risk with each individual share. And there's a way that you can have a look at this and keep it really simple for yourself so you really understand what I'm talking about. Now, for some of you, you might know how to use Excel, a spreadsheeting software that's as part of Office. If you do, great. You can do this quite simply in Excel. If not, just grab a pen and paper and do this. Now, if I buy one share and I've put all my money into one share and I'm setting a stop loss of 15%, what's my risk? So let's use an example. Say you've got a portfolio, $100,000. Let's say I put the whole $100,000 into a stock. Now, I've known people do this and it's crazy. They did it in the before the GFC and when the GFC hit, it wouldn't have really mattered, I guess, which stocks people invested in because the market went down around 55%. But to a degree, that's not totally correct because some stocks fell 80, 90%. So if you happen to pick the stock that fell 80 to 90%, of course, the damage to your capital would be much greater than those that may have fallen 30, 40, 50%. So that's logical. Now let's think about this in a different way. What if you actually decided to spread your money across 12 shares and how much are you risking on each individual share? Work it out. What if you set it up based on 10 shares as a simple example? So with 10 shares, you'd have 10 equal positions of $10,000 or the capital would be allocated across that. It doesn't mean you have to buy all 10 shares straight away when you start out. Some people get itchy fingers. Is that you? That you know, Once you've decided that you're going to do something, then you just want to jump in and do it. Well, I caution you just to take the reins and pull yourself back and just wait because it's about having the proper structured approach and being prepared so that when you go into this, then you, you know exactly what you're doing. So when you say you worked on 10 holdings, then the risk for each individual holding would be to your total portfolio would be one and a half percent based on that 15% rule per position. Now, we, we talk about this as, and Dale mentions in his book, not risking more than approximately 2% of your capital in any one share. So having 10 holdings, of course, keeps you well under that 2% rule when you're looking at it generally. Having eight stocks do the calculations and see by spreading that $100,000 across eight different shares, calculate out what your risk is for each individual share and think about that. You know, when you're looking at it in dollar terms, it really can hit home. So do it with an example. Um, I've used $100,000 as an example. Try that first because it is a simple example of $100,000 with 10 equal positions working out how much money you're risking for each individual share if you got stopped out. Then go and actually use an amount that you perhaps might intend to invest in the stock market or maybe that's what your existing uh, portfolio is valued at if you were to rejuggle your portfolio to structure it better. 
you can then understand what the risk is for each individual share based on choosing some a number between 8 and 12 and considering that structure. I would actually go so far as to do this to the huge extent. Start with one stock. What's your risk? Two stocks, three stocks, four. Keep going until you get all the way to 12 to really understand and appreciate the impact of having the portfolio structured correctly in terms of the number of shares. So obviously the higher we go in that number, the lower the risk to, from each individual holding that you purchase and the lower the number, obviously the greater risk. Now, we do talk about traders sometimes having fewer stocks. So when people look and they start to invest in the stock market, they think, well, I've got a small amount of capital. I'll start putting some money into the market. Maybe I'll start with five positions. And they think that they don't need to bother to buy 10 or build up their portfolio to 10 because five will do. But when you're inexperienced, have a think about the risk for each individual position in the market if you're dividing that capital across only five shares. It's quite high, isn't it, compared to, say, if you had 10 or 12 shares. So this is why it's all about starting with the end in mind, as I said before, because let's say you do have a small amount of capital, you want to get started, you can purchase one share and then keep adding to your portfolio as you build up your capital or your savings to buy a different stock and then buy another stock until you get up to between that eight and 12 shares. Now, for some people, that might take quite a while to do. So this is where you've got to carefully consider how you're going to approach this. Maybe you need to save a minimum first before you do that. And you need to also understand the impact of brokerage on each individual holding as well, because as we get down to those smaller numbers and we're looking at a small amount of capital, small portfolio, I mean, a small, say five, 10,000 portfolio, with small holdings in each position, then the amount that you're risking, okay, that's all relative based on a percentage, but in terms of the risk to the individual stocks, it, it could be much greater or would be much greater when you're starting out. So you obviously want your portfolio to grow and you want it to grow in a, in a well, as some people say, as fast as possible. However, you want it to grow in a structured way such that it grows over time and, it, and the risk is being managed properly and there are different aspects to managing that risk. I know we talk about stop losses all the time, but the money management, which I'm talking about now when I'm referring to that 8 and 12 holdings, is a really, really important part of that whole risk structuring process because otherwise, you know, your portfolio will really be on a seesaw. You could have a huge holding in one share when you first, you might decide to buy a big parcel of a particular stock that you really like and then you hear about another share and you buy a really small parcel of that. Well, that's where you will have poor structuring across your portfolio. Some people say, well, I've had my portfolio running for a long time and I've got positions in all different sizes, the stocks in all different sizes. You've got a choice. You can either wipe the slate clean and decide, right, I'm going to restructure my portfolio, bring it down to 8, 10, 12 positions, whatever that is for you. And I'm going to sell off portions of some, build up positions of others, sell stocks completely where they're just not doing anything to contribute to the portfolio and really have a good clean out of that portfolio so it can perform much better and more consistently over time. So I'd say if you had a portfolio of 
20,000 and more, you could start thinking more about the 8 to 12 holdings. And again, do the numbers, check to see what that means in terms of risk for each individual holding and check to see what the impact of the brokerage is on each individual stock. Uh, it may be better to start with eight shares in some cases if you've got smaller holdings or five if you, as a minimum, to go down to and then start building up, get your six positions, seven, eight, until you get within that range of eight to 12 and building that up. And you might decide to use a, a lower stop loss on the shares if you've got uh, only holdings of, say, five or less than the eight to 12, you might decide to use a, stop, a smaller stop loss. But just be mindful that stocks do move around after they trigger entries. And with some shares, if they're quite volatile, you could be whipped out of them if the stop loss is too tight. So generally, when we're looking for stop losses, we are choosing them between somewhere between 10 and 12 and 10 and 15 percent is pretty typical of where the strategy will unfold itself. And we find that that um, that sort of falls out in the, the wash, if you like, when you're doing the analysis on the stock and working out the best approach to take. So I hope you've enjoyed my discussion today. And just remember, the first question to ask is all about risk, not tips. Take care. Have a great week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.